0: vegan manly man
1: podcast.
0: What is good my people and welcome back to another episode of the vegan manly man podcast. I'm your host Jake Singer as always and this is the show where we talk about self-growth, plant-based living and sharing the message of love, compassion and peace for all beings and I want to welcome you guys to the 50th episode of this show. We did it. Woo! Guys, I can't believe it's been a year since I finally decided to start the podcast that I always wanted to do, not knowing where to even begin. I've gotten to meet so many amazing vegans from around the world as well as connect with you guys, the listeners, in a very meaningful way. Your support truly means the world to me. And I just want to thank each and every single one of you who has listened to even one episode, sent me a message, email, DM, or recommended the show to your friends and family. Uh, I'd like to think that we've grown a nice little community of compassionate, strong people who are eager to become better through education and inspiration, which hopefully this show has provided. So thank you so much, guys. It really, really means the world to me. Secondly, I am super excited to announce that today's show is brought to you by V-Coco, an online vegan cooking school that takes you around the world to learn from native professional chefs, from raw food to Thai to Italian and cheese making, plus so many more. Vcoco is an online hub with access to more than 200 lectures, downloadable course books, and a wealth of culinary knowledge, all from the comfort of your home. Not to mention they are always updating with new courses from countries around the world to truly give you a diverse arsenal of tools to take your culinary game to the next level. Trust me guys, when I first went vegan, I had no idea what I was doing and had to learn the hard way over years of practice to start making awesome vegan dishes. So don't make the same mistake that I did. Vcoco takes the guessing game out of vegan cooking and teaches you not only the how, but the why for international culinary techniques from Native Chefs. I personally highly recommend joining the monthly membership. For only 25 bucks a month, you get access to all the courses, a private Facebook group, a course certificate, and one new course a month plus you can try it out for 14 days free and cancel anytime. So if you guys want to take your vegan cooking to the next level, go to vcoco.com/jake. That's all lowercase vcoco.com/jake or use my code jake10 at checkout for an extra 10% off. If you guys are wondering how to spell that, it's vcoco, v e e c o c o and I'm also going to have a link for that in the show notes. Check it out. I'm going through some of the courses right now. So, if you follow me on Instagram, you're going to start seeing me posting some pictures from these awesome chefs and hopefully replicate the delicious meals that they are making. So, V Coco, check them out. Highly recommended. Also, don't forget, guys, if you're an Apple user, you can help support the show by leaving me a rating and review on iTunes. Just go to the show notes and click where it says leave a review here. It only takes 20 seconds to leave me a five star rating if you think I deserve that, (laughs) but it will help the show gain exposure. And in turn, help share the message of love compassion and peace to the world all right now that housekeeping is over let's get right into the episode myself and dr leo venus sat down and answered your questions that you submitted for this episode and let's just say some of them got pretty interesting i'm gonna leave it at that and i hope you guys enjoy the show i will see you on the other side What is good, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jake Singer, and this is the show where we talk about self-growth, plant-based living, and sharing the message of love, compassion, and peace for all beings. And normally, I would be doing this intro separately, but this is gonna be a super laid-back, casual, fun episode, so I'm just doing it live here, and I have a guest on the show. His name is... Leo Venus. You might know him as Dr. Venus now. He was on the show, I don't know, maybe 15 episodes back, somewhere around then. So if you want to hear his story, want to hear his perspective, go back because we're going to be answering some fun questions today and some of them are actually a little bit ridiculous. So (laughs) it might not be as much education on the show. It
1: might be a little bit more entertainment. So Leo, what's going on, brother? Hey, man, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Last time I had a great time, and I can't wait to to get back on this and answer all of these uh, serious scientific questions we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very serious, very serious. So actually, man, this is not going to be a Q&A podcast. This is an intervention because word on the street is that you have become a
1: soy boy. Yes, it is true, actually. You know, it's just... I've been, you know, watching these uh, documentaries and it's just this, uh, there's this one called Game Changers, you know, and there's one called Forks or Knives, all these uh, kind of a brainwashing uh, propaganda movies that just really got me thinking, you know, I really, I really need to be eating more soy.
0: Yeah. So how many soybeans are you eating a day? Uh, You know, I usually don't count, but it's usually about three handfuls a day handful is that i mean that's a good start i'm at around ten thousand right now so you gotta, you gotta step oh your name man, out, man you're here
1: on a different level you're <laughs> the soy king
0: <laughs> oh man all right well now that's over with i'm glad we got the intervention out of the way i was just i'm worried about you man i'm worried i see that your muscles are just dwindling away you're it seems like you might be, be having protein deficiency uh it seems like you might that your brain might be shrinking um so uh, i'm, I'm yeah. just
1: i'm very concerned I mean, I am, uh, you know, stocking up on all my supplements. I got the omega threes. I got the B12. I got the protein. You know, I, I might even go on that Joe Rogan TRT soon. But uh, no, man, at that moment, I've been holding off. But, uh, you know, if, if you think it's the right thing to do, you know, even as a doctor, I think I should be open to, uh, you know, advice. So I think that you should
0: totally take everything that Joe Rogan says as absolute fact <laughs> and base your life off of off of his podcast.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if a wise man once told me that, sure, the MD will give you a lot of credibility, but there's nothing that will give you more credibility. Than more followers and more listeners.
0: Absolutely, man. That's so true. Wow. I run the same page.
1: All right, man. Welcome
0: back to the show. We're, we're missing our, th- our third person here. Um, it, we were supposed to have Carly Taylor on the podcast. If you guys aren't familiar with Carly, she's a full-time vegan activist. She was also on the show. She was an earlier episode, I think, like episode four or something. Um, so I had you guys submit questions in for this Q&A show, and I was going to have... Uh, Leo and Carly on here to answer but unfortunately she had a sore throat and was not able to make it So we wish her a very speedy recovery Um, So if you guys submitted any questions for Carly, I know there was a few uh, Maybe me and Leo can answer them. Some of them are uh, Probably geared more towards her that she would be better able to answer them, but we'll do our best
1: For sure we can answer them for her.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely (laughs) for sure so, um, so it's just gonna be uh, it's just gonna be the Soy Boys today, uh, but either way, you guys submitted some some really um, some good questions and also some. Well, specifically, you, Leo. I'm looking over.
1: <laughs> hey man, my, over. my following is crazy. I just have to say, if you saw my DMs, you would be shocked. You know, it's <laughs> a, it's a, you know it's a different beast. It's a crazy gang out there
0: yeah yeah well even just your q a that you're answering today uh on your instagram story was was pretty epic um <laughs>
1: yeah uh, people <laughs> just have they have zero uh boundaries man on instagram they just if they if they think it they go for it
0: you got asked on a lot of dates man yeah yeah it seemed like yeah every, you know, everybody uh, wants a date
1: with the doctor yep yeah, man, that's the, the whole reason why you do the md you know for sure for sure <laughs>
0: All right, guys, I'm going to I'm going to get rolling here with some questions because uh, I feel like we could just sit here and and uh, be stupid and make soy boy jokes all day. But um, we should probably get into the the meat of this um, podcast, um, tofu, no pun in, no pun intended. <clears throat> Actually, did you know the the basis of the word meat is not specific to animal products? Um, think of like the meat of a coconut or the meat of a nut. Um, that's why like these companies that try to sue for plant-based companies using the word meat on their products is there's really no justification for it because the word meat is not specific to animal products. That's a fun fact of the day for you.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's good to know. Actually, I remember that.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right. I'm going to start with, um, the people who submitted questions from my email list and uh, if you guys aren't a part of my email list, you can sign up on my website, theveganmailman.com. I'm gonna give you guys first dibs because you guys are awesome. Um, and I had everyone submit questions on there and I also asked them if they wanted to shout out something if they have a business or anything like that. So let's get started with the first one here. Um, this is from a guy named Brad. He actually works for a company called Everyman Jack. Um, you guys have seen me promote them before. They are a a conscious men's hygiene company. They have lots of awesome vegan products. So check them out. But uh, Brad asks, one thing I struggle with when telling people that I don't eat meat or animal products is doing it in a way where it doesn't come off, um, where I'm telling them that they're wrong for doing so. I want to be nice about it, but still open the door for them to learn more if they want to. How do you balance that?
1: Wow, that is, uh, you know, straight away one of the most important questions I think that you can ask around this topic. It's it's really the communication aspect that is so challenging for so many people, right? Um, when it comes to the science and the evidence, you know, we, we have more than what we need. What we need is a way to communicate this in, in a receptive manner that people can accept. And I uh, know yeah, you can, you know, give me your opinion as well jake but but for me and my personal experience through the almost seven years of doing this i've tried a little bit of everything some things have definitely worked better than others uh telling people what to do pushing your views on others is always a pretty bad idea and it tends to be the more you care for someone the more you want them to change uh, the more you actually push them away right there's this paradox of the more you want something the more you push something away and uh, the least less attention or the less you want something, often the easier it comes to you. Um, So I I would recommend actually for anyone who is really wanting to get more into the dynamics and the communication aspect of influencing people. There's a really good book by Dale Carnegie. I think it was written almost a hundred years ago. It's very old, but it's very relevant. You know, uh, human human, uh, psychology has not changed that much over the last hundred years. And uh, it's called uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Very, very good book. Highly recommended. And basically goes over a lot of these things like, you know, uh, asking questions rather than telling people, uh, giving honest appreciation and compliments, etc. And, you know, a lot of these things are reflected in my own experience where once I actually stopped trying to put the responsibility on myself to change everyone else. And I just started living by example and only telling people more about what I do when they came to ask me. uh, Actually, my results went through the roof and got a lot better than when I was actively trying to tell people and actively trying to spread the message, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I think uh, for sure an approach-based communication form is definitely very effective. I think when you're trying to actually like if you have to like tell someone that you are vegan, um, in a situation, just, I I would, I would say refrain from using negatives. Don't say like, I don't eat meat. I don't eat animal products. Um, it can just put a negative spin on it right away. So you can just say, Hey, I eat vegan or Hey, I eat plant-based. Um, you know, it, it, um, it can kind of just make it a little bit easier for them to receive. You also have to ask, who you're talking to certain people are receptive to different ways of communication. You can, you can make kind of like a joke about it if you want to make it more non-threatening. I mean, I don't think it's, we've talked about this before. Um, actually in the one video we did, you know, there's, I, there's no reason to be ashamed to be vegan or to tell people about it. Um, but you could do it in a way certainly that's just, you know, respectful and nice. And at the end of the day, if you do it in in a respectful and nice way, it's not your job to worry about, you know, what they think i mean i get it like you have to have some sort of you have to have some sort of intention in the way you do it so that you want to make it look good for them but at the same time you can't like you can't always worry down to the t about what people are going to think because they're going to think what they want no matter what so i think just as long as you're respectful about it you know lead by example if you have to actually say the words like i'm vegan Uh, just do it in a way that's non-threatening or, or make a joke to break the ice or just make sure you have like a rapport already established with that person. And, and yeah, just do it. And then from there, you kind of just, you got to leave it up to, uh, leave it up to whatever they want to believe, I guess you can't, can't control people and, and how they think all the time. So
1: yeah, I think you, you nailed it. And actually, it's funny because this is actually one of the principles in the book I just told you about. He talks about getting people to say yes very quickly in any conversation rather than, like you said, focusing on the negatives and, and on the mm-hmm. nose. Uh, and right. uh, as soon as you establish that common denominator of agreement and of uh, having things in common, right? People want to belong. People want to have things in common with their peers. And once you get people saying yes and agreeing with you, it feels like you're on the same team. And uh, The other thing that I've I've seen really works well for me is also preemptively kind of having a statement of empathy where Because you know, you can't just wait for people and assume that they're not going to feel judged You actually almost have to assume the opposite. So what I do a lot of times is I say, you know, I'm I'm vegan because uh, from my experience and from what I have learned over the years, I feel it's incorrect for me to Cause the unnecessary harm to the billions of animals that are oppressed and, and killed unnecessarily for this food. Since I know I can live completely healthily, however, this is my philosophy. This is what I do in my own life, and I don't, uh, you know, expect to push this on anyone mm-hmm. else, and I don't expect uh, you to have to do the same as me. This is just how I live my life, you know. And and once you you put it kind of in that sort of frame, people straight away open up. They don't feel judged because you you just straight up told them you know that. You, you don't want to tell anyone else what to do you're just doing it for yourself and actually opens the door for uh, more curiosity and for them to actually start probing you more so i th- I feel like that's uh usually a pretty good way to go about it yeah yeah, yeah for
0: sure i agree you definitely want to make it something that it seems like oh hey this is my personal choice like you don't want to say like uh, people, people, or you—like, don't use the word like people or you or like you people, especially. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. There's a second part to this question. So this is coming from. Um, so Brad works. Brad works with uh, the the company Everyman Jack. But this second part of the question is, is coming from Everyman Jack as a company. They're asking, what would be your suggestions to brands who make products that are vegan? Is there anything missing in the market? uh, in the marketing or education, in your opinion. Um, I would say the biggest thing is to just like research as much as you possibly can about what constitutes a, a product being vegan so that your consumers are properly educated, uh, especially if you are not a solely vegan company, um, People, especially vegans who are going to be buying your products they want to feel confident in the fact that even though you're not a vegan company you are giving them vegan products so i would just make sure that you're you're fully researched and have a have a section on your website um, that talks about vegan and and gives people that confidence to know like you understand what it means and and you've reflected that in your product so i think especially for for companies who are not vegan, if you do those few things, just make sure that you are educated and you're communicating to your consumers that you are educated. Um, I think that's going to be a a big um, a big advantage. And then maybe I don't know, open up open up a line open up a line of communication or suggestions um, from vegans from those niche customers. Uh, I wouldn't even say niche because a lot of people like to buy cruelty-free uh, products now. Open up a line of communication for suggestions um, so that you're constantly getting feedback on what you're doing right. Um, that's my thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Sounds like, uh, again, I think the the part on not uh, you know, making an exclusive thing I think is, is one of the nice things that you mentioned there as well because uh, you know veganism used to be quite this very very special niche thing but not, like you said a lot of people now who aren't vegan still do enjoy buying these cruelty free or vegan friendly products so uh, from a marketing point of view I think we're moving away from that stage where having anything vegan friendly or vegan uh, as is seen as a negative thing and more and more moving into that being seen as a positive uh, thing right so uh, I think that's uh, I wouldn't really have much to add, add to that. I, I'm not really sure which <laughs> products are, are really missing. Um, but definitely, you know, I think that as a vegan customer, one of the things that would make them feel the most betrayed is if they buy something that's labeled vegan, and then find out it's not vegan, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. 100%. All right. Let's move on to the next one here. Um, again, these are all submissions from my email list. You can join at my website, com. This one is from Penny gober or gobber, i'm sorry if i pronounce your name wrong um let's just say penny this one's from penny the question is how do you deal with all the emotional baggage that comes along with this i'm assuming she means the vegan lifestyle and then her shout out is to herself for losing more weight being a vegan and her gastric bypass and for being more mentally healthy well done penny on all those things um, all right, so the question, yeah, how do you deal with all the emotional baggage that comes along with this lifestyle?
1: Huh, that is another great question, Leo. You're having a lot of good questions. I think it's good that we're starting with your questions and not yeah. my questions,
0: because <laughs> my my followers are are very sane and and philosophical people, Leo. You know, not just. Hey, slinging man, out questions he, about dates and like yeah, you need to send weird more sex questions yeah.
1: Send, send me your followers, man. I want to do a little <laughs> switcheroo here. <laughs> All right, yeah. But, go, uh,
0: go follow uh, Doctor Venus if you haven't.
1: <laughs> well, basically, in terms of the emotional baggage, this is something I, you know, especially as a new vegan, I dealt with a lot where I was putting a lot of the responsibility of basically changing other people or having the responsibility of spreading the message, right? You feel like you've found this great evil that's happening in the world and you have a moral obligation to, you know, spread it and, and save as many animals as possible by getting as many people as possible to jump on board. Um, and then again, you're coming from this this mindset of obligation and this mindset of, of kind of forcing this message onto others, which, as we mentioned earlier, tends not to be Uh, Unfortunately, it tends not to be the most efficient uh, way to spread this message. So I think for me that one one of the things that helped the most was just realizing that, you know, I I think most emotional, uh, you know, most emotional turbulences that happen is when there's a conflict between reality and what you want as an individual. And when that conflict doesn't get resolved, there's a lot of tension. Um, So I think really just trying to align yourself with reality as much as possible and living through uh, that alignment can really help. So an example when it comes to veganism is, uh, you know, aligning yourself with with the fact that it's not your responsibility to make everyone else vegan, right? You can yeah. do your part and, and live as an example and then live your philosophy and, ch- you know, share it with anyone else who is interested. But it's not your responsibility to change everyone else. And it's not your responsibility to stop people from making their decisions, um, so uh, yeah, I think that's probably one of the, the best things. And, and also, I would say, as someone who's really gotten a lot more interested in behavioral psychology, having some basic knowledge or knowledge, having some basic knowledge <laughs> of behavioral psychology and uh, the communication aspect of it can can definitely be very very helpful. Um, because again, I think that those are the two real biggest obstacles in the movement today is the psychology and the communication aspect, not really so much the science or the evidence.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's definitely tough. Um, man, how do I deal with, with the emotional baggage? Um, I, I focus on the solution and not the problem. Uh, if you let yourself go down the rabbit hole of all the suffering there is, if you keep watching like slaughter videos, if you, if you let yourself see the things that humans are going through in this world, uh, like sex trafficking, uh, there's still slavery in some places, man, like there is suffering everywhere. So what you need to do is, you know, see those things and let them become your motivation, but don't, continue to always use them as your motivation, start to focus on what the solution is, focus on the things that leave you with fulfillment, that give you energy, that inspire you, that, that lift you up. Because as much darkness as there is in this world, there is an equal amount of light and people trying to do good things. Um, so if we focus on that, you know, that's what our lives are going to become. But if you focus on, on the emotional turmoil from knowing these very hard, but true facts, Um, that's what your life is going to become is, is just going to be an emotional wreck. Um, that's why I see a lot of activists get burnout who are just like very invested in the, um, ethical side of things because they're constantly surrounded by negativity and by suffering. So that, that would be my advice for you. I would say strategically use the negative um aspects of this lifestyle for for motivation but the rest of the time fill it up with with positive and focusing on the solution so perfect
1: couldn't have said it better myself
0: yeah it's because I'm, I'm the best leo and you suck
1: <laughs> just hey man this is your podcast i'm not gonna say anything there <laughs>
0: It's okay, man. They're only listening because you're on the show. They don't care about me.
1: <laughs> hey, man, w- w- aren't you supposed to live your own positivity you're just talking about? But I will nah, say, man, though, that- <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will say in terms of the, the uh, negativity, you know, because this is actually also from a behavioral psychology point of view, extremely important. I think it was Einstein that said it's one one of the most important decisions you make in life is to decide whether or not you live in a friendly universe. And mm-hmm. It just goes to the, you know, the kind of subconscious aspect of psychology. If you if you feel like you're living in a dangerous place in a, a Evil, uh, you know surroundings the evil environment that is really going to sink in into your very being so having that Positivity like you said rather than that shaming and blaming type of attitude is definitely going to get a lot more people to be interested into this movement and, and help you actually be happier and more comfortable in in your own skin and i think this is exactly what game changers i i don't know if you've seen that documentary yet but the game Changers does that extremely well because they focus on the positivity instead of really focusing so much on the negative aspects and shaming people and you know the blame like you should do this no it's actually kind of Saying more like, "Oh, look at this! We have this sexy thing, you know? Come check it out!" And, and, and just really gets people attracted to veganism in a whole different way. So, big shout out to Game Changers.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Definitely agreed on that. Um, sexy is a good word, especially if you if you saw the uh, the erection scene. <laughs> <laughs> I won't spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but yeah, just 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 watch it. Um, All right, man. I'm going to try to go on to the next one here. We could spend like an hour on one question, honestly. Like that's the thing with these Q&As is you get a lot of questions and it's like you want to give each question justice. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Especially if these first ones have been really good, really deep. But, you know, if you we should maybe try to be a little bit more concise, I'll try to keep my answer short
0: no it's okay like I don't want to I don't want to stifle it like you know do say what you have to say well the the universe will let us answer the ones that are supposed to be answered (laughs) okay I like it (laughs) getting all philosophical now (laughs) all right Um, so I got one more here wait I lied I got two more from the email Um, okay this one is from Christina she's a student at West Virginia University She's a big fitness and health advocate. She lost 50 pounds of fat and gained muscle after going vegan. Well done, Christina. That's awesome. Nice. Um, And she also teaches nutrition to fifth graders in Pittsburgh at Arlington elementary. Wow. Hometown Um, represent Pittsburgh right on. Uh, So this is her question in the fitness world. How does one not only avoid those typical vegan skinny salad eater stereotypes, but present veganism as a real supported lifestyle plan. A lot of my lifting buddies brush my diet off as impossible or ridiculous despite my clear improvements in muscle gain or strength. They think I'm an exception or I'm not like other vegans. I'm trying to show people that it's a valid diet for anyone and muscle building can be facilitated with clean plant protein. Your thoughts would be appreciated. And her shout out is to West Virginia's only all vegan bakery, the um, venerable, I, I'm not saying this word right. I had to look it up on dictionary before I saw this. <laughs> Venerable Bean Bakery in Morgantown.
1: Hey, man, I think okay. you did a good job. I would not have been able to pronounce that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's even, even for me as a native English speaker, I don't, I don't know. But the Vener- Venerable Bean Bakery, shout out to them. Um, okay. That was quite a, quite a lengthy question, but uh, I think the gist of it is just like, how do we present this as a, as a valid lifestyle for fitness?
1: Yeah, so I guess, again, uh, when it comes to the evidence-based aspect of it, you know, I mean, you could start showing evidence in science, which is what I advocate as a scientist myself. However, most people don't think in scientific, logical terms, right? Most people do want to see real-life examples. Is that anecdotal evidence that people want to see, which from a scientific point of view is worth very little. It's not really something we should be focusing on. But again, that's what people like to see. So when it comes to anecdotal evidence, I guess the most obvious one is what we just talked about, the game changers. You know, this is a documentary showing some of the top elite athletes in some of their different sports who are following a plant-based diet. Uh, And, you know, even just showing examples on social media, there are quite a a lot of people nowadays on a plant-based diet who are killing their sports, uh, who are looking, you know... Well, like rather large soy boys and uh <laughs> and uh, you know uh, soy girls as well i guess um and, and yeah it's just i guess showing people examples of course you're only one person uh, and, and so if if you're only using yourself as one example it's always going to be easy for people to brush them brush Uh, you off of their own radar as one exception, right? But if you have something like the game changes and you have a few examples that you can just show them online, then I guess it starts, uh, you know, dawning on them that, oh, okay, it's it's actually quite a few people can do this, right?
0: Yeah. I would also, honestly, I mean, like you could show them that stuff, but if they're being stubborn, use it as a chip on your shoulder to just go out and just crush it and just become better and more fit. And, you know, eventually the, the results are just, they're going to speak for themselves. You're going to walk into the room and, and they're not going to have anything to say because your, your appearance, uh, it's just going to be proof in itself. You know, you're, you're a walking billboard for this lifestyle. So just continue to elevate yourself. And, you know, eventually they're just going to have to shut up because if you're continuing to see results, like, you know, there's, I forget, there's a quote I have. Um, oh man. I don't know like cheesy quotes like be be so good that you don't need like an introduction So like like represent this lifestyle so well that like they're just gonna stop They're right now They're probably just you know using Using any excuse or reason to just bash on the lifestyle because they don't understand or they're threatened by it but uh, Man just keep doing your thing and yeah, maybe if you can get them to watch game changers that would honestly be the best thing But um, yeah, I would say man use that as motivation
1: yeah, that's great. I actually have a real-life experience that relates to exactly what you said, Jake, because when I first went vegan, I was, you know, relatively... I was always quite sporty. Was I was quite skinny as well back then, and, you know, the, the how-do-you-get-your-protein questions just rushed in, like, you know, just rained in from all angles. But once I started putting on some mass and, and uh, getting some serious gains in the gym, that kind of started changing. And nowadays, whenever... I tell someone that I'm vegan, usually the reaction I get is, well, you obviously don't have any problems with protein. So, uh, you know, that that walking billboard example that you use definitely does work.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like similar to Derek Simnett. He was like a a marathon runner, I think, or uh, he had a skinny physique and he realized like, you know, if I want people to listen to me um, about this lifestyle. Cause he, he would say people would come up to him and be like, yeah, but you, I don't want your physique. You know, I want to be muscular and yeah. he used it as a chip on his shoulder and now he's freaking ripped. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, this is the last one from the email questions. This one is from Jeff Myers, um, personal trainer. It doesn't say where he's from or anything just says he's a personal trainer. So Jeff Myers, a personal trainer. Uh, His question is, where do you guys stand on all of the fake meat? Impossible burgers beyond meat. KFC is coming out with fake chicken. Do you think it's good or bad for the vegan movement and the environment, seeing as though this is all processed in factories? Lastly, as a vegan of only two years, I'm finding it harder and harder to resist eating it because it's becoming more and more convenient. So uh, I'm going to lead this one off. I would say you're absolutely right that veganism is becoming more convenient, which is a blessing and a curse. When I went vegan, it was a lot easier to eat healthy because if I went out to eat somewhere, uh, I was normally forced to get something that was healthier. They didn't have all the fake meats and the fake cheeses. And now I can drive down the street and there's at least five or six restaurants I could stop at, half of them fast food, and get something vegan. So you definitely got to have a lot more willpower, um, I think, in the sense of the environment. They're still more uh, environmentally sustainable, maybe not as uh, sustainable as whole food plant-based. But my stance on it is that if, if these products can get people invested into this lifestyle and use them as a catalyst to to change their lives, then I'm all for it. Do I think that we should sustain off of this stuff like long-term? No. I think that a lot of these products are... You know just as bad as a standard american diet in the sense that they are extremely processed they are full of oil they are full of saturated fat they're full of sodium they are full of who knows what but at the same time you know you can argue the ethical perspective obviously you're not killing an animal it is better for the environment and if it gets you invested into this lifestyle and eventually leads you down the path of eating whole food plant-based um then i'm all for it um, i think these are transition products some people are, are going to eat them on a regular basis if they don't care about health. But if we're talking about strictly health and environmental aspects, uh, I think these are great transition products.
1: Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. I think the only thing I'd add is, uh, from my perspective, I, I always I do hear quite often this argument that oh, I, you know, I'm an ethical vegan, so I don't need to take care of my body. But the thing that I like to remind people of is, you know, if you are an ethical vegan. Then you want to help as many animals as possible and if you want to help as many animals as possible you want to turn or convince or help move as many people as possible into that direction right and being a good example being the billboard that you mentioned earlier is definitely going to be way more helpful than being a sick and unhealthy vegan so even if you are a purely ethical vegan taking care of yourself looking good being fit and healthy is definitely going to be a good thing from an ethical point of view in the long term when the if you're taking the whole perspective uh, but other than that yeah i wouldn't really add much else
0: yeah i couldn't have said that better man that's that's so true very true all right let's go on to some leo questions here it's about to get crazy guys forgive oh, me
1: man, um, this is the doctor I, you know i'm supposed to have a, a, a serious following what's going on here
0: I know I don't know let's I kind of just want to get into one of the most ridiculous ones um <laughs> all right I don't even know what what the question is on this one but uh, <laughs> this is from Calvin Underdash we semen retention do you fap <laughs> so I don't know what the question is about semen retention but fapping is what masturbation yeah, um
1: yeah. Look, look only uh, thing I'll say on this is that it's apparently good for your prostate health yeah, so, uh, you know, as a, as a medical professional and as a doctor, I usually only comment on things that I've uh, read studies on and read the scientific literature. I have to disappoint you and say I haven't read too much about uh, semen retention, uh, so I'm not really an expert in this uh, area. Um, I would say, you know, if, if you feel good doing that, you know, go, go for it. I, I would have to actually take a look at if there even are any studies on this, Uh, i i just don't know so i can't i can't really comment too much on this uh on this question um in terms of do you fap uh you know i'm a soy boy uh, a lot of estrogen (laughs) so you know i I don't feel the need to do that sort of thing (laughs) (laughs) all right let's just go on to the next oh man all
0: right very serious question are you ready okay let's go okay dr venus do you have a girlfriend?
1: Oh, wow, that is a serious question. Well, you know the thing is, uh, again, going back to the soy. No, I'm just joking. I'm not gonna go the soy boy <laughs> route again. Um, uh, wow, the, the, you know they they really uh they really want to know your your details of your personal life, huh? They do, man. I, actually, I mean, yeah. I, you you don't yeah. have
0: to answer. There's no right or wrong here. This is this is <laughs> this is my podcast. I give you permission.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'll say I've, uh, uh, I've, no, I'll, 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 I'll be honest with your, with your followers here. I, I actually do not have a girlfriend right now uh, or a boyfriend because, look, I do get a lot of questions on my Instagram uh, whether or not I'm, uh, you know, homosexual. But I am actually not really? homosexual. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Uh, you know, I, I take it as a compliment because a lot of, you know, homosexual men are, are very good looking and, and fit. So, you know, I'm taking it as a compliment. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are homosexual. I have absolutely, you know, uh, nothing but love for for people of all all walks in life. But you know, I have to disappoint. I am actually straight, but I do not have a girlfriend, so I'm taking applications.
0: You just opened up the door, man. You're talking about your <laughs> your Instagram DMs. You know how crazy it's about to get now if they hear this. <laughs> uh, just edit out the question, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Um, this one is from this one is from athena she says <laughs> can you just shout me out and let all the vegan men know i'm single thanks <laughs> um so yeah th- single vegan men go follow athena on uh on instagram uh, it's athena na underscore there you go hopefully i s- send some some uh single soy boys your way and and uh you
1: get married and then you can invite me to the wedding all right <laughs> live happy ever after actually funny thing on my on my uh A, I did have someone asking a similar question and uh you know i kind of uh just comedically reply to something like uh oh, you know it's uh it, there's a lot of soy boys around right and she's like no you don't understand there's very few soy boys around here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's um there's 80 it's like the um the gender split for vegans the vegan population it's 80% women and 20% men.
1: You hear that guys,
0: guys listening. Seriously. Yeah, I know. Right. That is like a good way to get guys like, Hey, like you will have a lot of women interested in you. Yeah. You still got to Hey, but don't, don't forget. You still got to be good people. Okay. Don't be dicks. Be respectful. <laughs> all right. Just because you're vegan is not a free pass to, to be an asshole. No, that's exactly. it. That's all I got to say. Exactly. Exactly. Jake Singer uh, taking care of the ladies. Yes, always. Um all right. This question says when is when is the Dr. Venus um podcast
1: coming? Well, when is it coming, Leo? Well, I've actually uh you know, I I have been considering doing a few new things. The podcast isn't really something I've considered too much doing right now, but actually I have uh, recently partnered up with uh, plant-based news to do a little bit of work with them and I'm I'm currently running their health page and so I have uh, actually thought about doing some podcasts for the plant-based news podcast with uh, different plant-based health professionals, plant-based doctors, stuff like that. So uh, even though it's not a Dr. Leo Venus podcast, I might actually be making a few podcast episodes relatively soon. Uh, So I guess that's... uh, as close as it's going to get anytime soon but who knows in the future i'm not gonna say that i'm never going to do a podcast but i definitely enjoy being a guest on podcasts especially with really nice hosts such as uh the current host of the vegan manly man podcast but uh no you know it's it's a possibility and i I definitely uh would be open to it at some point i just right now i'm just overwhelmed with uh, you know so many things to do that i can barely find the time to to do what I'm already, you know, committed in terms of YouTube and Instagram and and, and the things I'm already, uh, already doing. All right. Well, if you do decide to start one, uh, we'll
0: certainly support you on that. I don't know why I said we. I'm the only person who runs the show, but the the crew here at the Vegan Manly Man Podcast, aka me, will support you on that journey. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. This next question
1: is just a heart. That's all. Well, thank you for the heart. It's uh, uh, a very nice symbol, and it represents a lot of good things in the world. Uh, And uh, we should all be focusing more on hearts and love. Thank you.
0: Yeah, agreed. There's like two more questions about masturbation here. I'm just going to skip over those. (laughs) I don't know what the obsession is with that yeah not only about masturbation but asking you if you masturbate and it's just um
1: yeah i I really don't understand like what is the the value they're getting out of that you know is that kind of are they looking for permission to masturbate themselves as in you know if a doctor masturbates (laughs) it's safe for them to masturbate i I don't really quite understand (laughs) well yeah i would say from from my
0: own opinion yeah it's safe to masturbate but uh that's just yeah i don't know that's interesting man (laughs) You know, there's like websites for that, that you guys can like go on and, and, and have other people ask, ask your weird sexual questions. Well, not that they're weird. You know, I don't want to say that, but, um, anyway, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's move away from this, uh, this rabbit hole here. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a rabbit hole for sure. Uh, this, this one says, uh, this one says nothing. Well, this one's, I wouldn't say related, but this one says nothing sexier than a compassionate Ben. B-E-E-N. So I don't know if they tried to mean man or being or, or be. what they meant or being <laughs> a compassionate bean. You know, when I see those compassionate kidney beans just like sitting on the shelf at the grocery store, I'm just
1: like, <laughs> man, it just really gets me riled up. exactly man those beings they just do something to your soul just makes you feel happy you know they're they're always there to provide you you know they they grow out of all they need is some sunshine and water you know yeah they they give so much in return they're very selfless beings they are
0: (laughs) all right let's Man, you just got some. uh you got some interesting stuff here. This yeah, one's you're actually. Really,
1: you're really making me look bad here, man. You're making my I my know. my followers look like a, a bunch of lunatics.
0: <laughs> hey, man, they're your followers. I, you know, I'm just. Hey, shout out I'm, to my followers. Just I love you all. Be you a yeah. lunatic
1: or not, I love you.
0: I love you guys too, because a lot of your followers um, have followed me as well from your few shout outs that you've done. So I appreciate that. So um, I love you guys too. You guys are pretty cool.
1: Awesome. Um, So much love everywhere.
0: Love everywhere, man. It's all I want. It's all I want in the world. Let's, um, this one's, this is an interesting question here. Um, I'm curious about this one too. Um, I'm somebody who does not do this, but are flu shots necessary?
1: Yeah. So this is, I guess, a, a nice segue to a very controversial topic for a lot of people is the vaccines. Uh, flu vaccines i would say uh, no Uh, there are a few exceptions for example when i was working in hospitals i had to take them because i was in contact with people who were immunocompromised or had very weak immune systems and therefore couldn't have trouble finding off you know infections and and uh, especially with very vulnerable people and elderly people or people who are very sick uh, something like a, a simple flu could actually mean the end of their life so uh, in terms of people who were in direct contact with them, health professionals who work there are obligated to take those flu shots, not to protect themselves, but to protect the people who are most vulnerable to them. Um, so, yeah, I guess healthcare professionals and and again people who are very vulnerable and can take the vaccines. Um, some of these people who are ve- very vulnerable, the the kind of paradox and and the the bad thing is that some of them actually cannot take the vaccine. Because they're so vulnerable that even the vaccine becomes dangerous. Wow. Um, so, it's yeah. I would say for the the vast majority for the you know regular population, completely unnecessary to be taking the flu vaccine every single year. But for you know certain special circumstances, it it, it is definitely worth it. I think it's recommended usually in most countries for people over sixty five, and you know, uh, like I was saying, uh, immunocompromised people who are vulnerable or healthcare workers. Now, again, this is kind of a bit controversial because over 65 does not necessarily mean, you know, some people over 65 have amazing health. Some people over 65 don't have such great health, right? So anytime you're you're trying to make guidelines that are standard for a huge number of people, uh, it's not going to be 100% correct for everyone. But those are the general guidelines. All right,
0: there you go. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly indifferent. I don't know enough about the topic to really give a, a strong opinion. So um, yeah, it's definitely a controversial one uh, that was sent in by Alice Adam. Thanks for the question. Uh, I'm gonna go into a really interesting one here. Um, this is from Giles Mitchell. Uh, these are still people from from your Q&A um, to defy vegan stereotypes do we obsess over macho ideals that excludes queer as less worthy? Wow. This is, yeah, this is a really deep question. Um, so like more or less to kind of reword it is like, should we strive to like appear very macho as vegan men, um, to kind of break the stereotype? I will always say that you should be yourself no matter what. Um, I I get that there is, I get that there is a need to present in a certain way to reach a certain audience. For instance, like macho men, um, who are not vegan, but you have like documentaries, like game changers, stuff like that. And you really have to ask like, like, what is, what is being macho? Um, you know, like, are you talking about like, having big muscles, this and that. I mean, yes, there are certain things that can play to your favor if you're in really good shape, um, things like that. But honestly, at the end of the day, like you, you have to be comfortable in your own skin and you have to make sure you're living true to yourself. Um, and if you're not doing that for the sake of, I guess the vegan movement, I don't know if that's like, A noble thing or not? Because like, are you going to be able to sustain that? Are you going to live a happy life? Because you need to be a happy individual too to to be the best advocate. But you know, exactly.
1: Maybe maybe change your audience. Yeah.
0: Like, if you are somebody who's queer, gay, or or bisexual, you know, I, I hate to say this, but like, there are a lot of people who just don't understand that and who are very bigoted in that sense. Like, maybe shift your audience. Maybe shift your audience towards other queer gay bisexual um people or women or, or just you know more if, open-minded if, people right yeah or just open more open-minded people in general yeah i'm not i don't i don't want to stereotype that like all men all macho men are you know um yeah just like uh well I'm, i lost your words here the, i'm not i'm not trying to say that all macho men are bigoted towards towards gay people but man that's a, that's just a, that's a tough question man
1: yeah, no, for sure. But I think you touched on a few really important, very, very central points here, which is kind of, you know, the, the being comfortable in your own skin, being yourself, uh, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is it doesn't really matter so much in terms of your well-being, uh, what other people think of you, right? The, the only one person's opinion that really counts when it comes to the image of you is your own Image of you and your own beliefs and your own opinion of yourself, and if you're sacrificing that for opinions of others, then you're going to run into the problem that you mentioned. Is you're, you know it's not going to be sustainable, and this is one of the things where paradoxically, to help the most amount of people and to help others and to to be your best self for others, you kind of actually ironically have to be more selfish and take better care of yourself, uh, and this is something I think a lot of people have issues with because again it can come across as selfish it can come across as a bit self-obsessed to to constantly be taking care of yourself and trying to you know develop yourself and you're only always working on yourself whereas we've almost had this kind of white knight uh, or noble culture around sacrifice and really just doing everything for for others Uh, but that's not realistically a a good long-term strategy i think yeah putting yourself first is sometimes the most important step
0: yeah agreed man yeah it's tough but I, th- I think we we hit some main points on that so um thank you for sending in the question um i lost lost my picture here um well i said the name of it already okay who was it wait giles mitchell there we go giles mitchell thank you for sending in the question um all right let's go to another one here
1: Ch-ch-ch. So I did actually have some good questions from my followers too uh, uh, you know basically we we have to uh, appreciate that as well I think
0: Yeah that was a, that was a great one Your your followers have been redeemed Leo Perfect thank you Excuse me thank doctor you. Thank you
1: uh, was it Giles Giles Mitchell Giles Mitchell Giles Mitchell Thank you for redeeming us Giles Mitchell I'm indebted to you <laughs> He is our uh,
0: he is our white knight <laughs> All right,
1: uh, will Leo start
0: doing the the word and medical fact of the day again? Those were fun. Did you stop?
1: Yeah, so that was uh, actually a kind of a long story. So basically what happened is I got my phone stolen while walking around the city here in Barcelona. And yeah. uh, for some reason the app I used for my word of the day, uh, I think was a, a British app and it wouldn't download on my, on my uh, new phone while using it here in Spain. But then I went to London VegFest just now uh, last week and I was able to perfectly download it back. So now I actually have the app, I might actually start doing it again. Uh, I guess it's just been a little bit crazy now with you know, the phone getting stolen and, and starting my, my online coaching business and, and doing everything at the same time. I just kind of fell to the back of my priority list. But yes, I think it is safe to say that uh, I will be incorporating that back very soon. How did,
0: how did your phone get stolen? I'm curious uh, to the story. If you want to talk about it, it might be. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's not suffering it's not. any post-traumatic stress disorder.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not really a post-traumatic stress disorder. It's more like a post-traumatic shame disorder, because uh, <laughs> I actually think I was uh, I literally looking at my phone and then I left it on the bench and just walked away because I thought I put it in my pocket, <laughs> and then when I walked back, it was gone. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm. Uh, Pretty laid back when it comes to this kind of stuff. I come from Norway, where you know you leave something somewhere, and people tend to find you and and give it back to you. Uh, it's not really the case in big cities like Barcelona. You leave stuff lying around; it's it's usually gone pretty quickly. Um, but so you know, it's it's uh, it's th- that's the theory. I don't know exactly what happened. It could have been that somebody actually took it from my pocket. But knowing the clumsy person I am, I think uh, the most likely scenario was something like me probably leaving it somewhere and then not getting it back yeah
0: yeah man the world the world uh i don't want to re- retract back on my statement i said earlier about the positivity i was gonna say the world sucks sometimes um no but hey just a fact somebody life, man, got like, a
1: new iphone and uh, you know yeah. that person probably needs it so let's, there let's you just go. be happy for that person <laughs> i like that positive
0: spin man look there we go How's it going
1: man? How are you holding up? Good man. Good. I just uh, <coughs> as I mentioned to you earlier, have a bit of a cough. You probably heard my voice breaking a few times here. Uh, but holding holding up pretty good. Um I'm happy man. Life is good. We we live in a a blessed age. We have so much opportunity. We have so much technology. We have so many resources that are at our disposal. We can connect from you know, Pittsburgh to Barcelona and have a chat just like yeah, we're doing man. right now. And uh you know, we've never had easier access to knowledge, never had easier access to to you know, uh, social contact with people from all over. Uh so I, it's a beautiful time, man. It's, I'm really glad to be alive today. And uh you know, uh I think a lot of interesting things are going to happen in the future. You're going to make
0: me cry. That's beautiful. <laughs> hey man, it truly was tears man. of joy uh no, i think gratefulness is such an empowering thing uh that was good man That made me that made me feel good good should, uh should make a video just about that just like epic uh scenery and then just like a voiceover <laughs> I'm just i just saying those exact words
1: hey man give me the recording and i'll try to say it right back <laughs> let's do it yeah <laughs> all right
0: um let's go on to a question here okay how about this one? Um just to continue on with the, the gratefulness theme. Um this is from Lenda Mars. I don't know if this is a guy or a girl, but they say uh nothing to ask, just pure appreciation to the mature vegan you've become. And that's one of your questions, Leo, so
1: Oh wow, thank you. You know, it's uh it's very humbling. I think I think it's one of the things that uh, maybe you start uh, you know, forgetting, or some people might might take for granted, but uh, especially as you're you're starting to get a little bit uh, more known on social media, and you start getting a lot of messages. But I I, I still get, do get very humbled when I when get you know genuine messages like this, and whenever I'm at, at events, and I, I put real faces behind the mm-hmm. real people who are sending these messages, and I, I hear people's stories, and, and get to connect with with those people, uh, it really does bring me back. Uh, oh, it sounds like I'm about to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Lena, is what I'm trying to say. I really do appreciate it.
0: It is is—it's uh, quite humbling. I recently met up with some vegan friends here in Pittsburgh. Uh, there was a lady there that I met and um, just exchanged hellos. And then later in the evening, somebody must have mentioned to her my podcast and she turned back at me and she said, I had no idea that was you. I literally just listened to one of your episodes today and she was so happy to meet me. And I was so humbled. Uh, it truly means the world guys. When you send us messages like this, you know, we're out here trying to spread positivity, spread a good message and to get your feedback. Um, you know, I'm sure you would agree, Leo. It it, it keeps us going. Um, absolutely. It's definitely yeah. one of
1: the most motivating aspects of this for sure.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So we appreciate you guys much love. Um all right. Here we go. Here's a here's a question that I'm I'm really not sure. I've never heard this term before. Maybe you know more than I do. Uh is there any research about A2 cow milk? So that was one of your questions, but I also I think somebody uh somebody in in my questions asked that too. They said is A2 cow milk also bad for health because most of the dairy milk available today is not A2. I'm not sure what that is.
1: Yeah, so look once again I'm not an expert on this I do have a, a vague uh, knowledge of what it is so to my understanding this is a type of cow milk that is uh, kind of specially prepared for for uh, people who have allergies so it's supposed to be a more uh, allergy friendly type of cow milk and I th- I think it is used a lot in uh, in infants or 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 children who who are a, a bit more vulnerable to uh, or, or should be avoiding normal milk. Um, now, again, I'm not 100% sure if that is correct. I might have to look this up, uh, but there will definitely be quite a bit of research on it, uh, especially if it is you know, for that purpose of avoiding uh, allergies and, and f- for being used in people who can't tolerate normal milk, then I'm sure there will be quite a bit of research on it. And I'm probably going to have to read about it now because I actually... I'm not, you know, too sure about about this question. Yeah, I have, I have no
0: knowledge on it at all, so I I can't really say anything. That question was from Raw al-the Bond or Raw the Bond. I'm not I'm not sure how to say that, but uh thank you for submitting. I'm going to go to um go to another I'm kind of skipping all around here. I probably should have kept in order, but I wanted to uh, mix it up a little bit between some of your questions, some of my questions. Let's do, let's answer this question. This one's a unique one. Uh, vegan contraception. Um.
1: Wow. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually only heard about this recently. And, and again, this might be a bit of ignorance on my part. I uh, didn't really actually know that, uh, you know, a lot of contraception isn't vegan. Uh, I'm assuming they're yeah. talking about barrier contraception or condoms here. Um, yeah, I
0: would assume. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, quite,
1: Quite possibly, um,
0: like like the pill though as well. I don't know if there's yeah, so ingredients the about the in pill, there. Though, is
1: the pill is technically um, a medication, uh, and anything mm. that counts as a medication does go through animal testing. This is something that I usually talk about, and some people are kind of shocked over that. You know, from a medical point of view, there is no such thing as vegan medicine. Uh, all mm. medications in, in in the world today, basically, in most. Uh, countries have to go through animal testing before they are allowed to be tested on humans, uh, yeah. and so uh, one could argue that you know all medications are not or, or non vegan right um, now i 've had people ask me, well, you know do I have to never take medications again uh, and you know, obviously, I think this is a completely unrealistic and unreasonable stance to take because as you know as a vegan, I think uh, the 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 mission is to do the best we can in the aspects of life that we can practically avoid to cause suffering. But when when it's absolutely necessary, if it's, it's, you're talking about a life-saving situation, of course you're going to take a medication uh, if, it, if it isn't vegan. I think that we should instead focus on, on changing a system that isn't perfect rather than you know sacrificing ourselves uh, or it's just if anything is just going to hurt the vegan movement because people are going to be like look at these people they're you know dying because they don't want to take a pill that's not really going to come across as anything positive uh, I yeah. don't believe so yeah it's it's kind of one of those interesting things most medications nowadays are, are animal tested and the dangerous thing about that is number one it gives a false sense of security in a lot of people when they're going to test it on humans because uh, you know if it's tests safe in animals the next stage is human trials and a lot of times something that's safe in in different species of animals actually dangerous in humans Uh, so this this is one of the negative things and the other negative thing is that sometimes something that is dangerous in other species of animals and therefore fails animal testing and never goes on to human trials could actually be a very great drug a very good medication in human beings but we will never know because that will never get tested in humans so it's a far from perfect system and it's uh definitely something that does need to change and there are a few organizations that are trying to work with changing the public policy and changing the legislation and the laws around this but it definitely is a, a, a an area that is, is quite interesting and i think has to change for sure going forward
0: agreed man went on a little bit of a tangent there but i think it's important to to um speak that message like you said it's impractical um yeah we got to focus on the things we can do um that we have choice over yeah yeah, no 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 i no i appreciate i appreciate you saying that because that's super important it just it touches on like the idea of you know focusing on these like little minute aspects of you know, being the perfect vegan, which is just impossible. Exactly. So I I appreciate that tangent. But as far as the actual question of vegan contraception, um, the only thing that I know of that isn't vegan, um, is condoms. And there are brand, there are vegan condom brands. Um, there's more now than there were before. So honestly, if you just search vegan condoms, You'll find them online. Yeah, I yeah. M-
1: I was about to ask: Is that more something that you have to buy online, or would would you be able to find those in stores as well? I don't think I've ever seen a store, uh, you know, with a, a condom, uh, you know, that says vegan on it. But you know, maybe that's different in the states than here.
0: Yeah, the sometimes not that I
1: shop for condoms that often. Just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Some. Sometimes there are. Sometimes there are brands that do say vegan in the store, but more often than not. Um, yeah, you might have to get them online. I know um, there's a brand out of Australia called Glide. Um, they're a pretty big one. Um, there's there's honest, honestly, the some of the vegan condom brands that I've seen, they're actually really ethical companies. They like they either give back money to like uh, empower women, or they give back money for like um, proper proper like healthcare for. Um, people in developing countries who are having babies or stuff like that. Like they're, they really give back in a really good way. So not only, um, are you avoiding animal products by buying, you know, vegan condoms, but if you look into some of the brands, you can really help, help a really good cause too. So uh, I would just Google vegan condoms and, and you can find some awesome brands online.
1: That's great. That's great. And, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of, uh, it's, it's curious not saying that, you know, this is your view, but I think it's a kind of a society view where, you know, we, we, uh, we, kind of uh associate sex and and stuff like that with with kind of uh, not being noble and and that, that kind of thing but i guess you know this is kind of the the old traditional mentality of 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 the the shaming of of, of sex right whereas i think that what you just described is like sounds like a completely legitimate extremely ethical company and you know uh, sex is, is, is the most natural thing in the world. I don't think people should be ashamed of talking about it. Every single one of us is only alive today because of sex. Every single one of your ancestors and every single one of my ancestors had sex. All animals in the wild have sex. Bees have sex with flowers. It's the most natural thing in the world. So <laughs> I think people should uh, you know, stop being so tabooish and stop being so ashamed of talking about sex. And uh, yeah, buy some vegan condoms. There you go.
0: There we go. All right, I got a few more of of um, my questions here. I kind of want to even just rattle through because I promised my I promised everyone that submitted that they would get they would get a shout out on the show and be featured. Um, All right. Oh let's wait, go. that, I got a I gotta feature. I gotta say, uh, wait, who submitted that question? That question was from Semp Squish.
1: Semp Squish. That was the common Semp,
0: question. Semp Squish. Um, thank you, Semp Squish, for the question. So. I got about like five more here. Let's like maybe try to get, we'll, we'll rattle through these quick. Um, Okay. Perfect. This one was, this one was for Carly. Carly, no regret not to become a dentist or a doctor, man. I'm just going to say that Carly's out there absolutely killing it, doing full-time activism. And we're glad to have her in this movement. I don't know. Um, how she feels about her decision, but I would, I would assume that she feels the same. So I just wanted to throw that in there.
1: Well, I'll just say that I knew Carly back when I was a medical student and I was jealous. I mean, like they're just living the life, you know, traveling around doing activism, working with what they're passionate about while I was studying, you know, drug interactions and and (laughs) pharmacology and all. uh, So no, you know what? I think, uh, uh, she should not have any regrets, and I'm sure she's very happy doing what she's doing. But of course, it would have been nice to to get her answer on it. Uh, but yeah, for sure, I think uh, we're we're lucky to have her. And uh, James, as well, is doing an amazing job. I don't know how many of you guys know James Aspie. Probably most of you, because he's uh, very well known, and rightly so, because he's an amazing speaker. And mm. uh, yeah, they're just doing so much great work all over the world. And, uh, had the pleasure of meeting them in person a couple of times now. And, uh, yeah, again, it's just one of those things where you meet super inspiring people and, you know, we get to make friends with inspiring people. It's, it's really, really nice. It's one of the best feelings.
0: Agreed, man. Agreed. And, uh, Carly and James have both been on the show. So make sure you check out their episodes. Let's go to the next question here. I'm going to answer this one quickly. Um, how do you guys balance show? All right, I'm gonna do this again. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what happened there. I just. I was halfway through and just like, not ran, ran out of gas. Just see, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking chocolate soy milk right now, so this, the the soy is. We should make this episode into a drinking game. How many? Take a shot for every time uh, Jake or Leo says uh, "soy boy." Oh man, that would be a lot of shots. Yeah, it would. Let's do it. Um, Okay. (laughs) How do you guys balance social media and mental health? Um, I'm going to answer this one quickly. Uh, I will go to say that for one thing, if you're on social media, uh, make your feed into something that is inspiring, uplifting, and positive. Okay. Don't be following people who are throwing out negative stuff. Don't be following things that get you down. Don't be following people that you're comparing your life to. Okay. So fill, fill your feed with things that are inspiring you, uh, that uplift you and make you become a better person. Secondly, take breaks. Um, I'm not always the best at this cause I'm, I'm always on my phone, but I, every now and again, like at least once a year, I kind of do a little social media detox, um, and just get away. And then also, um, just make sure you're doing other things in your life that are, uh, attributing to a positive mental mindset, um, exercise, gratefulness, taking time to be present um eating healthy foods things that i'm not always perfect on but that i know absolutely affect your mindset in a positive way so yeah that's my thoughts on that
1: yeah perfect i'll just add that you know when it comes to social media it's uh very important not to allow that to take away from your real life interactions with other people right because Uh, Like you said, it's important to take breaks and I think, you know, as someone who works on social media as well and does a lot of, you know, both YouTube and Instagram and have been spending a lot of time, uh, you know, I, I actually used to despise Instagram before because I did actually recognize that a lot of people were just spending so much time on their devices instead of real life interactions. So as long as you can have the mentality that real life interactions come first and social media is a supplement then I think that is a more healthy mentality than allowing social media to eat away from your real life interaction with other human beings, because it can be a great tool, it can actually help to connect you to other people. But I think that is one of the things you have to keep in mind. You, you want to be using it to connect with people in real life. Um, and uh, you know, when it comes to mental health, interestingly enough, the number one predictor of, of good mental health is not eating, it's not exercise, The number one predictor is actual real life quality human relationships. So if you do not have that in your life, that is the number one predictor that you're not going to be in a good place from a mental health perspective. So definitely do take care of your, you know, spending real time with real people, your real life connections, your relationships. That stuff is extremely important.
0: Well put, man. Yeah, well put. I think that if you use social media as a tool, translate it into making real life connections. Um,
1: Hey, that's what we did, man. It is. It is. And it's, uh, look at us now. You know, two soy boys just bromancing away across the Atlantic.
0: (laughs) We've come so far.
1: (laughs) We have, man. And we're going to go further still.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm just, like, picturing you on a sailboat, like, riding across the Atlantic right now to like, come hang out. Listening
1: to some Titanic sa- soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The uh, things I wouldn't do for you. Oh, man.
0: So flattered. Thanks, Leo. Uh, my pleasure. Um. All right. Let's go to the next one. All right. Um... T- Oh yeah. First of all, that question was from Michaela Mal and the question about Carly was from C S good. -good. Hopefully I'm saying your name. Sorry. C S good. And Michaela Mal. Thank you guys for submitting. I appreciate it. You're the bomb.com. Um, all right. Next question. This is from dark Uli. All right. Hi. Can you guys talk about how going vegan is the best way for our environment? I believe it is. I'm getting a lot of people that are saying it's not that good for the environment. It seems like they think all we eat is avocados and quinoa. Um, so I'll start this one out. Yes, there are certain foods that have become trendy, like avocados, like quinoa, um, that do have some consequences. However, the, I, I would say the majority of plant-based foods um, have a very. First of all, they have a very low low uh footprint for carbon emissions um there are certain things that are higher like almonds um but i think when you're eating a well-balanced diet if you're not eating like 10 avocados a day if you're not eating a whole bag of almonds a day it's still going to be better than eating an animal-based um diet um Exactly. It's just
1: about crunching down with the numbers, right? Because when it comes to, you know, if you're looking at the statistics from big organizations like the Food and Agriculture Organization and and the United Nations, the differences we're talking about when it comes to land usage, when it comes to water usage, when it comes to oil, CO2 gas emissions, you name it. the, The differences are not in the order of two or three. We're talking about, you know, 10 times, 20 times. We're talking about huge, huge differences. And so... You know any uh, reasonable argument or discussion around this uh, you know it's it really has to come down to 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 the facts of the matter and, and the funny thing is a lot of these mainstream beliefs when you when you actually look at the numbers they're actually not even justified when it comes to things like almond milk and avocados i've crunched down the numbers and when it comes to avocados we're we're actually you know using less than a thousand liters of water per kilogram of avocados which is actually not that bad and yet in the media, there's this craze about avocados being the worst thing in the world. same with almond milk. If you look at the resources to produce almond milk, it's still far, far below cow's milk. Uh, and so, you know, when, when people use this as a justification for for, you know, doing something, of course, there are differences. Not all plant foods are going to be the same. Some are going to be more environmentally friendly than others. but you know, generally when you're comparing these to the animal counterparts, it's, it's just not even comparable. The difference is so great.
0: Yeah. 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 I completely agree with that. It's just, it's a really, really huge, huge difference. Um, and like even almond milk, man, there's like 2% almonds in almond milk. There's, there's not a lot. It's mostly water actually. Yeah, um, yeah. unless you make your own, but yeah, just in the sense of comparison. And then you're always going to have people say, well, you know, soy is bad. You know they're they're taking or, or burning down forests to grow soy um you, get, you have to understand that that is to feed animals that is not for human consumption um yeah, yeah most of the most of the soy grown in the world most of the corn grown in the world is genetically engineered and it is fed to animals to fatten them up to produce meat um but this so got to keep that right? in mind it's
1: it's it's always about keeping it factual but in a lot of these discussions they go the emotional route and 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 people when they're emotional about things a lot of times facts just go out the window and uh, yep. you know that's what whenever you're talking about uh you know the ethics and, and things like that where people get very emotionally invested people tend to say oh well you know if i'm eating one animal that's just that one animal but you know again if you look at the data if you look at the facts there there is <laughs> really nothing to discuss it's just so crystal clear but again that, this is why i'm saying it's not really an evidence point of uh uh you know uh it's not really an evidence issue that we have here. It's more of a communication and the human psychology being able to go through those emotional barriers and actually uh, meet people where they are because that's that's really what we need here.
0: Yep, one hundred percent, man. All right, got a few more questions here. Going to get through because um, I promised you guys that I would shout you out on the podcast. Here I am. If I read your question, and I forgot to shout you out. I'm sorry because I feel like I missed a couple but I don't remember now. Send me a DM, I will shout you out in my story. Did you shout um, out the uh
1: the uh environment question?
0: I did, the one that we just did. Yeah. Yeah, that's from uh Dark Uli. Okay, okay. Yeah. This one is for from Master Mind. Um veganism and halal industry. Please share your two cents. Uh, this one's going to be quick for me. Um I've watched videos Of halal slaughterhouses and Apparently they're supposed to be more ethical. I would go on to say that that's false from what I've seen Um, From how they treat the animals how they die I don't believe that they are in any more way humane and of course you guys know that I believe that It's not humane to kill something that doesn't want to die and that there's no right way to do the wrong thing Um, So I'm gonna keep that answer short simple and sweet. I think it's marketing I don't always believe that these things are, especially when it comes to a very dirty industry like the slaughter industry, I don't think that like halal and kosher and like all these religious things and all these free range organic, I guarantee you guys that it's marketing. I hope that doesn't offend anyone who is super religious. Uh, I'm just sharing my experience with what I've seen from actual videos.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, the the concept or the principle behind halal is to show mercy right so the only thing i could add to what you just said is what is more merciful than letting an animal live in the first place and not having to kill it at all right so i mean if you're vegan you are automatically going to be both kosher and halal Um, yeah you're just not you know not causing any suffering and you actually don't have to worry about that so uh, i definitely don't think those things have to be in contradiction to each other and i think that you know whatever religion whatever background you are you know veganism is definitely something that can be incorporated into your into your life and and we want this movement to be as inclusive as possible rather than exclusive you know everybody is welcome this is a big party and we want everyone to join
0: agreed man it's definitely a big party having a good time over here guys come on over got some cold drinks got some beautiful people soy boys
1: goji girls oh yeah that's it that's where it's at
0: God, I hope nobody took the drinking game seriously because they're going to be screwed.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we should definitely do that at one point. You know, when, when the world goes vegan, we'll, we'll celebrate and, and we'll try out this drinking game for real. <laughs> and then half the vegan population
0: dies immediately <laughs> from
1: alcohol poisoning. Yeah, actually, right. as a doctor, guys, don't drink alcohol. It's, there you go. Uh, it's a carcinogen, actually. causes cancer. It's toxic don't do it the best the best amount is zero uh the only serious recommendation is to drink as little as possible anyways n- sorry for the for the uh god you're such a buzzkill leo uh,
0: i know i know just kidding we appreciate we appreciate your um doctoral insight thank you thank you i you know of course. Th- those years didn't go to
1: waste <laughs>
0: they certainly didn't man you're you're very educated and smart and uh apparently good looking as well. Hey man, you're making me blush again. Stop. (laughs) All right, let's go to the next question. This one is from Ohio fit 45. Um, this is a pretty, pretty simple question. How do you maintain muscle mass without animal protein? Um, you just swap out the animal protein for a plant-based protein in a whole food plant-based varied diet. Um, make sure you're eating a surplus of calories to gain muscle. And, um, Hit the weights. If you are, yeah, yeah, resistance training.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's that it's so simple. It honestly is really simple. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not really it's not really that difficult. I will just uh, also say that, yeah, uh, you know, protein is not really an issue when it comes to health. But if you're trying to you know build muscle optimally, you will probably have to uh, make a little bit of a conscious effort to eat very high protein, and also just to make a little difference or, or to point out that being a big muscular Mr. Olympia guy with huge, you know, muscles is not necessarily healthy. So, uh, I'd like to separate those two concepts because I, th- I feel like in the, the whole fitness health trend, it's kind of getting blended together where, you know, healthy and, and big is almost becoming, uh, you know, kind of intertwined. Whereas, uh, if you want to be optimally healthy, you're probably actually better off being a little bit leaner. Um, but you know, uh, it is also possible to be big and strong and healthy if if you want both those things um, But let's not confuse the two for being the same thing
0: Yeah, you just put a video uh, about this on your YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right I did talk a little bit about that. Yeah,
0: so you should you should go check that out um, Dr. Venus on YouTube uh, You you changed it back right? It's V E N U S. Yeah, actually. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, dr. Leo Venus now So it's the full thing dr. Leo Venus Um, Go
0: check out dr. Leo Venus's video about protein on YouTube. It'll go a little a little bit more in-depth Yeah, that was from Ohio fit 45. Thank you on to the next I think we got let's see two more questions and Then I will have covered everyone that sent
1: in to me. All right, I'll. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm still awake. It's actually almost uh, half past one a.m. here, so the party is real. Uh, let's 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 hit these last two questions. Let's get
0: let's get Leo to bed, guys. We're gonna hit these last two questions. I appreciate it, man. You know, we the the reason for the timing of this podcast is because Carly was supposed to join. She's in Sydney and trying to get together. Three people from literally like equally distanced parts of the earth. Yeah. Uh, think about is,
1: that. Sydney, Barcelona, and Pittsburgh. That's and pretty Pittsburgh. yeah. That's pretty spread out, man.
0: Yeah. Th- three different continents. Um, it was a challenge. Yeah. Uh but but again, unfortunately Carly wasn't able to be here and I messaged Leo to say, hey, we can start early, but he was I don't know what he was doing. Um not paying Shh, attention. And nobody needs to know. Oh sh okay I heard that <laughs> on, <I'm> Sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. This one is from Neely M. Troll. Hopefully you're not trolling on anyone, but thank you for submitting. The question is, how do you stick with a vegan diet when cravings get in? Whoa, you're right there,
1: bud. Sorry, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry to interrupt. It's okay. We'll do this again.
0: After you so rudely interrupted. (laughs) It's the vegan cough, bro. It's a vegan cough. All right. The question is, uh, how do you stick with a vegan diet when cravings get in the way? Um, for me I, I it's super simple um, find a reason beyond yourself if you're doing it for strictly health reasons strictly for reasons that are for yourself it's gonna be very hard to battle your own mind sometimes but if you're doing it for the environment if you're doing it for you know being around for your kids if you're doing it for ethical purposes um, make it a reason that's really solid so that you know when you're feeling weak you can you can say hey, this person is counting on me or the animals are counting on me or my kids are counting on me um just give yourself a reason outside of yourself to to keep going
1: yeah that's really good uh i'll add that i would say don't don't really be too hard on yourself you know again we expect ourselves to do everything perfectly but when it comes to this i think the the fact that you're you know aiming for this as a process and you're progressing towards veganism that's already a really really good thing and if you make a few mistakes along the way, don't let that, uh, you know, don't make such a big deal out of that, that you allow that to be uh, something that discourages you from continuing and trying further to 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 incorporate more of this lifestyle. So uh, do do be easy on yourself. Don't be, you know, taking too much part of this shaming and blaming and and allowing that to give this, you know, futile or futility mindset where it's just, you know, I I failed and I give up and etc. So. You know it's okay to make mistakes get right back up you learn from them and when it comes from a food addiction point of view uh, which you know is a, a very real thing a lot of people do have addictions to a lot of foods uh, i would say the only thing that i think you didn't touch too much on is uh, don't have it around your house don't have stuff that you really crave in the house because you're just making things extremely hard for yourself you know when it comes to addictions Uh, a little bit here and there doesn't work you really want to completely cut it out
0: yeah agreed man well said i don't think i have anything else to add for that one all right let's go to the last question of the show um this is from i loves life and the question is how do you address uh when people say that not everyone can be vegan because people have different nutrition requirements
1: hey i love's life i recognize that as team norway here thanks for the question I loves life uh, I actually uh, wanna know what her real name is, but uh appreciate the question uh, okay, so um I guess again, it's one of those issues of evidence versus just something people say there is actually no scientific evidence suggesting that some people uh you know are. Uh, fit for being vegan, and some people are not. You know, it kind of it. It's kind of similar, in my opinion, to the blood type diet. I don't know if you've heard about that. You know, it was really big yeah. uh, back in the day, where people are saying, "Oh, yeah, know, if your blood type O, you can eat as much meat as you want. If your blood type A, you have to be a little bit more careful, etc." Uh, again, it just comes to mainstream beliefs that people, you know, if enough people believe it, it becomes true, even though there is no evidence backing it up. So. Uh, I would say just uh i guess keep facts based keep you know uh, stay stick to the science and and uh I guess put all of that psychology and communication into play whenever you're you're talking about the science and the facts and and hopefully people will be open to the facts but again, whether it's the blood type diet or whether it's this this kind of thing you know that you know not everyone is suited to be vegan or you know, I'm a meat-eating, uh, you know, ancestry or whatever. Like that doesn't really exist. I will say there are some rare genetic abnormalities that can happen because, you know, theoretically, any gene in the body can be become mutated, and any protein, therefore, that we we produce from our genes can become faulty or dysfunctional. And I have seen some rare cases where, for example, there was one where a gene abnormality made it so that this. Uh, young guy was unable to produce his own carnitine, so he didn't even go vegan. He just went vegetarian, which meant he wasn't consuming carnitine anymore, and he got really ill really quick. They found out what it was, started supplementing carnitine, good as new. So, of course, there are exceptions, and uh, there are rare cases like that, but for the vast majority of people, for people in general, this is not a real concern.
0: All right. You said it best, man. I do trust your opinion on that because I feel like you've, you've done the research on it. Um, I agree just from a logical perspective. Thank you for that question. I loves life. Thank you everybody who sent in questions. Um, 50th episode for the podcast. I've been doing this for a full year now. It's been so amazing to meet so many awesome people. Uh, the fact that Leo's back here on the show, um, you know, we met, through doing the podcast and and now we are friends in real life and just all the awesome people I've I've gotten to talk to all the feedback that I've gotten from you guys um like I said it's been a year 50 episodes uh just over 20,000 downloads I appreciate you guys so much I can't wait to see how this show is going to grow and continue to hopefully help and inspire Everybody in this vegan movement or people who are interested or just people in all walks of life to become better humans and to go about this earth in a more kind and compassionate way. Um, So let's just keep on sharing that message of of love, compassion and peace and keep rocking it out. I'm so humbled. I'm so appreciative. Thank you, Leo. Dr. Leo Venus for being on the 50th episode. Sharing your insight again, man. It's always a pleasure
1: it's been a huge pleasure thank you so much it's like you said man it's uh it's been a huge journey it's been great it's a party like we were talking about earlier and uh, you know it's it's uh the you know being able to meet people from all over and make friends it really is a a blessing and uh you know it's amazing that it's already been a year i i guess you know when we met on on the first podcast episode that must have been almost a year ago now so uh it's uh it's crazy how uh time is flying by man but like i said super excited for the future there's a lot of good stuff to come and it's a super beautiful movement i couldn't be more proud to be part of something like this and uh, i always always enjoy the podcast here with you man so thank you so much for having me on
0: yeah absolutely man it's my pleasure thanks again for being here um i feel like i was gonna say one more thing and now i forget and i hate to end the show like this so i gotta gather my thoughts here Um, oh, here we go. Follow Dr. Leo Venus on Instagram. Follow him on YouTube. He is a obviously super smart and insightful guy, as I'm sure you have heard just from listening to this episode. Not only that, but he is just super humble and genuine. And, you know, sometimes people on social media, they're not always, you know, who they seem to be, but I can assure you guys that, that Leo is, is an amazing man. So please go show him some love. Um, once again, thank you guys. I will see you on the next episode. My name is Jake Singer, and this is the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. Guys, you did it. Welcome to the other side. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for still being here. If you enjoyed the content of this show, don't forget to please leave me a rating and review on iTunes and share this show with a family member or a friend somebody you think would also find value in this content. If you guys want to stay up to date with me and what I'm doing, head to my website, www.theveganmanlyman.com and sign up for my newsletter for a chance to win some awesome prizes, giveaways, and just stay in the know. My name is Jake Singer, and this is the Vegan Manly Man Podcast.